blood moon has risen. It is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from another world. Greetings, this is Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host, Andrew Carey. Just a quick note, if you have a true story or tall tale of the strange and sometimes terrifying, please make your submission at bloodmoonpodcast.com. Thank you listeners for your support. We have a black cat story from meandra forward slash sws at yourghoststories.com. It is called My Father's Presence. My family moved into the house, which my mother still lives in, 40 years ago. I was about 13 years old when we all moved in. I have so many beautiful memories growing up in my mother's house. My father had a lot of beautiful chickens, quails, and ducks, and he loved them dearly. He fussed over them every day, especially on weekends. On weekdays, he got up early to feed and water them before heading off to work. My father also loved his roses and had amazing rose bushes in the front garden. On the weekends, he would play Blondie records while gardening and looking after the ducks, quails, and chickens. When I was 19 years old, My father was diagnosed with throat cancer. He was treated, however the cancer had spread quickly. The cancer was in his lungs and throat. My mother was devastated. My father and mother were childhood sweethearts. They met when my mother was 16 years old and married each other when my mother was 18 years old. Neither of them wanted anyone else. They loved each other so much. It was beautiful to see that deep kind of love. The doctors told us that they didn't know how long my father had to live. They said we could take my father home one last time for a visit, but to keep him warm, in bed, and return the next day. 
My father lost so much weight. He went from a healthy 13 stones to skin and bone, and six stones in a matter of five or six months. We all had a barbecue for my father the day he came home and made sure all of his nine children were there. He was so happy that day. Later that night, his lungs collapsed and he died. My mother was with him when that happened. I got married in my late twenties and had two children and divorced 20 years later. When that happened, I moved back in with my mother while I was looking for my own place. I was at my mother's for about five years. From time to time, I would be watching TV or cooking in the kitchen or outside in the garden. And from the corner of my eyes, I would see my father. There was a warmth about his presence. He never scared me. This happened often at my mother's place. My sister also confirmed seeing my father and feeling a warm presence. I know my father is looking after my mother, and I think because they had such a deep love for each other, he will always stay in the house. It's not every day that you find a love as strong as that. That goes beyond this life and into the next. A black cat brings us a story about a young girl's vision and a magical healing spring that is known for curing the faithless. During the cold evening of January 12th, 1933, Mariette Biko was on the lookout for her younger brother. He was expected to arrive home after a day out with friends. Looking out the window, the 12-year-old girl spotted a glowing ball moving through the trees and towards the garden. In the dark, the ball morphed into a luminescent woman. Mariette shouted for her mother. Her mother peered out the window and said with some amusement, it must be the Blessed Virgin. Although the woman disappeared from Mrs. Biko's vision, Mariette could still see her, and she began to say her rosary. Then the mysterious woman vanished. The Biko family were Catholic, but they did not attend church very often. After the visit from the Shining Lady, Mariette began attending catechism. The priest assumed that Mariette's story was due to her imagination being influenced by recent sightings of the Virgin at a nearby town. The following Thursday night, Mariette began praying in the garden. 
Her father became deeply concerned, since it was freezing cold. He called for the priest, however he was not available. Instead, he enlisted the help of a neighbor. Upon their return, they could see Mariette walking out of the garden and towards the road. They asked her to go indoors, where it was warm. She's calling me, the girl answered. Mr. Biko and the neighbor followed Mariette to a small spring near the road. It appeared she was communicating with an invisible entity. Then she put her hands into the water and whispered, This spring is set apart for me. Mariette went back into the garden and saw the luminescent lady. Who are you, madame? She answered her own question. The Blessed Virgin of the Poor. Mariette was told that the spring was for healing. Word had spread about the Virgin of the Poor and the Healing Spring in Bigneux, Belgium. The story would attract many pilgrims to the site. Benito Garcia of Barcelona, Spain, sustained an injury to his right arm in a boiler room explosion. Doctors across Europe could not heal his damaged arm, and it left him unable to work. His family struggled to get by. Garcia's wife, a native Belgian, encouraged him to go to the spring in Bagneux, Belgium. However, Garcia was an anarchist and did not subscribe to any religious views. Finally, his daughter convinced him to try the Miracle Spring after threatening to take a job. In July, Garcia and his family set out for the Miracle Spring in Belgium. They were destitute, and they relied on Mrs. Garcia's earnings from knitting jobs. Garcia told his wife that if the spring did not heal him, then he'd leave her in Belgium and return to Spain alone. Then he nearly escaped when a fellow anarchist gave him 100 francs to return home. Fortunately, Mrs. Garcia found him, and together they arrived at the spring. Garcia was given a bucket of water from the spring. He plunged his right hand into the water, and it was boiling. However, when he placed his left hand in the water, it felt cold. Garcia challenged, If you are the virgin of the poor, prove it. Here is a poor man who has come all the way from Spain. To everyone's astonishment, Garcia's mutilated arm healed in front of their eyes. Welcome back. 
An owl flies in with a true account about a woman recovering memories of disturbing encounters with the unknown. You will experience a shocking recall. Imagine that you make a discovery about yourself that was hidden in the recesses of your mind. Now imagine they are memories of paradigm-changing events. This is what happened to Victoria in 1988. Victoria struggled with weight issues and opted to try a new avenue in weight loss. This new avenue would be hypnosis. It proved to be a highly effective method, so she decided to continue the program. During one session, a startling scenario emerged. It was a memory from when she was five years old. One night, little Victoria was looking out a window and noticed a bright star. The star began to move, and it got larger. She was drawn up into the star. Suddenly, she is in a strange environment, surrounded by tall, skinny entities with large, bald heads. They tell the girl... Don't be afraid. You'll believe it was a dream. Then she recalled waking up in her bed, believing that she just had a bizarre dream. However, it wasn't a dream. Subsequent memories included laying on a table and having procedures conducted against her will, which included the removal of ovaries. She heard a voice say, You will give us everything. The entity locked eyes with Victoria. It tried to pull information from her mind. Victoria resisted the mental connection which angered the entity. She asked why they are trying to read her mind. The entity's response was unkind. Don't ask questions. You're not allowed to ask questions. You do what we say. While Victoria struggled to resist the invasive procedures, she noticed that there was another human being held captive. It was a male, and he tried to fend off the entities when they began extracting genetic material. Next, she recalled moving fast and exiting a craft in her backyard. Another dreadful discovery was made. The entities also captured her daughter. 
they were left on their back patio. Her daughter begins talking about a little blue man. Then the hypnosis session ended. Victoria was appalled by these memories, however one aspect did make sense. Her daughter spoke often about meeting a little blue man. At the time, Victoria believed it was the girl's imagination. Other memories of encounters were unlocked. They included other people laying in a paralyzed state, while the entities conducted unusual examinations. The procedures were painful, and an unknown substance was used, which caused her internal organs to glow. Victoria expressed that the entities were secretive about their true intentions. You believe it was a dream. The blood moon is setting. Thank you, Meandra forward slash SWS at yokostories.com for sharing your story. The sources for this episode include Mysteries of the Unexplained from Reader's Digest Association, published in 1982, and UFOs Over California by Preston Dennett, published in 2005. Thank you for listening.